0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe.
0: Welcome back to Believe in Colts. Thanks for showing. I'm Lawrence Owen. With me as usual is my guy, Gerard Powers. We have a day late because obviously we were all busy honoring uh, fallen veterans in our own way for Memorial Day.
1: Uh, Gerard, how was your weekend? Weekend was good. Was actually um up in C N C for another basketball tournament. I know every episode is like you're at a basketball tournament every damn weekend, uh. But yeah, <laughs> we had to go to CNC, a big time tournament. Had a lot of fun. Uh, had a chance to meet right Rajon Rondo and a couple guys. So uh, you know it was fun for the kids and everything. But uh, glad to be back home. It was a long drive, a big road trip. But uh, glad to be back. How about yourself? Oh, I had to deal with. Uh, personal issues, financial stuff
0: that everybody deals with on a daily basis, weekly basis, whatnot, you know, so, uh, but the weekend itself on a personal level wasn't too bad. Uh, It was nice, uh, didn't get too hot, didn't get too cold. Today's supposed to be upwards around 90 and very humid though here in Indiana, so uh, I
1: don't know about how comfortable I'll be going outside to mow the yard or something uh <laughs> it was hot yesterday here yeah I about passed out outside when we got back home I had to train some dbs late this evening late last night uh well not late last night it was around about four or five o'clock and it was it was scorching hot I thought I was gonna throw up and everything it was wow and, and, you, and you're training back. them <laughs> yeah and I'm training them and I'm, I'm sitting here like man I'm about to pass out <laughs> <laughs> wow
0: Wow, and and okay, well, uh, that's that that says a lot when you live in the area, and you know it, it gets so hot that you're not even the one doing all the work, and you're like, I don't know if I can handle this or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, just want to say, guys, uh, don't forget that our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Speaking of NBA playoffs, what do you think about the ending
1: of the Miami Seas game? Man, I thought it was great. Um You know, Game 7, with it going down to the wire like it did, I mean, it just lets you know when the playoffs start in professional sports. Like, even when you're talking baseball, when the playoffs start, football, when the playoffs start, man, it's just a different style of of the game. I mean, you really see how good those guys are, how they compete, um, you know, how they play the game the right way. So it was cool to see. And uh, for Boston to make it to the finals with the young boys and Tatum and Brown, Uh, I'm excited to see how long can they hold on to the East for these next few years because they're young, they're up and coming, and they're the next new superstars of the NBA. So it was kind of fun to see them kind of find a way to get over that hump, win a big game on the road. Jimmy Butler had a big time three opportunity to win the game, uh, just didn't fall his way. But uh, I thought it was a great game seven.
0: Yeah. You got a prediction for the Celtics Warriors?
1: Man, as, bad as as much as I want to say that the Celtics uh, can handle the Warriors, man, I think uh, with the Warriors being healthy now and Clay being back his old self, Steph, obviously everybody know what he's doing and Draymond and uh, Poole and those guys. I just think they're going to be too much to handle. But the Celtics are the number one defensive team in the league. Uh, so I I do think that they, you know, gotta. It, it'll be a good competitive game if it can go another seven games. I'll be happy. Uh, but I just want to see a good series. I hope it don't go, you know, four and out. But uh, if it can get to a game seven, I'll be happy to see it. But I do think the Warriors is just gonna be too much for them at the end of the day.
0: I agree with you that the Celtics are are a young team and that the the future is bright for them. But I I just man, I look at this and I'm like, man, I can. I think the Warriors win in five.
1: So, yeah, maybe, you know. yeah definitely, definitely could happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping they go seven, but, you know, the Warriors are all the Warriors, man. It's the reason why, you know, they still are in a dynasty-type era for them. So, it's just kind of crazy to see. Well – this is about believing Colts, not
0: believing the NBA. But hey, you know what? You know, a lot of us enjoy multiple sports. So uh, that was fun having a quick discussion about the NBA playoffs. Um, well, let's dive into the Indianapolis Colts and specifically um, some news that dropped last week where Kenny Moore shows up to OTAs but does not practice with the team. Uh, and you know, it is said that Kenny is not happy with his current contract situation and wants to get that taken care of. <sighs> Gerard, what are your you're you're a former cornerback. Uh you you know what, what Kenny's going through right now. What are your thoughts on this
1: situation? Uh well like we was talking about earlier, Kenny does have a couple more years on his deal, uh, but he has outplayed his deal. So I do think that he believes, you know, this is his opportunity to, to kind of cash in um, and get some more money because as an NFL player, everybody knows uh, you can't play this game forever. You got to make as much as you can make when those opportunities come. Uh, I know everybody want to, you know, think, you know, team's sake, team's sake. But if, it's so, if something was to happen to Kenny tomorrow – uh, with an injury or anything like that. The coach will literally move on and, you know, Kenny will be stuck dealing with the things that he has to deal with, with injuries or whatever the case may be. So I understand him uh, wanting a new deal, wanting to cash in, especially when you've outplayed your deal. But at that same token, I know reports are saying that he's unhappy and, you know, all those type things. If a guy's unhappy, I don't think a guy shows up to voluntary workouts and uh, stand on the sideline and support and, and help you know, be around the guys and all that. I think he might be dealing with something or maybe, you know, had some type of injury from last season that he might be recovering from, or it might be something because, like I said, it's just not a normal thing for an unhappy guy to show up and go through the day-to-day activities with the team. You know, you just can't walk in practice and just stand on the sideline and just say you're angry and not going to do anything. That's not how it goes, you know, in the NFL world or the teams or whatnot. If a guy shows up in that building, normally he's happy with everything, especially in the off season. Uh, so I th- I think those reports might be a little little screwed, little screwed a little bit. But yeah, he might be upset a little bit, but not to the point to where he's not gonna be a part of the team until he gets a new deal or anything like that. I think he probably went to the coach brass like, "Hey, I want an extension. I want to, you know, talk some negotiations and whatnot." And I'm pretty sure there's constant dialogue with both sides. And uh, and I know the coach probably think that yeah he's outplayed his deal yeah he deserves a new contract but right now just might not be the window or the opportunity to get that done but that's not to say you can't get it done training camp you can't get it done within the season or or anything like that so uh, i do think that those things that get worked out but if kenny was really upset he he wouldn't be at work uh right now during this time because you literally don't have to be there if you don't want to be there so Yeah. I, I'm, yeah, it's, it's OTAs.
0: This is voluntary, right? We just talked about on the last episode where Franny and Mathis would show up for a week and miss the other two, you know? So it's, it's not. And, and the reports were that he was not, he not only showed up, he just didn't participate in team activities, right? That he was doing individuals. He was helping other guys out, stuff like that. He just didn't participate in the seven on sevens that they were running on team activities, and, and I agree with you. That that does not sound like a uh, a disgruntled, upset, I'm sitting out type player. You know, that that, that doesn't scream that to me at all. Um, but at the same time, I get what you're saying, man. This is a guy who, yes, three years ago was extended by the Colts. Ballard gave him the highest money that any nickel corner in the NFL has ever made. But that doesn't mean that it was you know a lot right i mean he averaged i think 8.33 million dollars a year you know after the big you know uh roster bonus for that first year which was a a nice little sum um right. this year i think he makes a little over 6 million next year i think he makes a little over 7 something like that uh and you know he wants to get paid i understand that as a as a former player as a cornerback i'm curious We talked about this might not be the right situation because other things are going on. Obviously, they don't have a lot of money right now due to all the other signings. You still got Quentin Nelson, who's on his fifth year. He's got to be extended this year. And that might be the holdup. Yeah, that could be. Now, I'm curious, as a former cornerback, is it possible to be able to add things to a current contract? Like, let's say some... um, Incentives. Let's say, like, hey, you know, you continue to play at the level that you're playing, you're going to get paid X amount of extra dollars on this contract, and then next year, we promise to 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 really get in and and and, and do something with an extension.
1: Well, when it comes to the uh, you know trying to work something out and say, hey, if you do this or do that next year, we can do this. The only only thing that's wrong with that. um that type of situation is, like we were talking about earlier, if, if something was to happen happen to Kenny within the season, all that is out the window. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, It's just clearly out the window. So from Kenny's perspective, it's like I don't have time to wait. You know, Even though I, I know what I can do on the field, I, I believe in myself, but if a freak injury happens, then all that money that I was promised or all that money that y'all said y'all are going to pay me next year, that goes out the window because I'm injured or – whatever the case may be. So he's looking at it like, "No, I'm healthy right now. I've outplayed my deal. I was the highest paid nickel right now. I might be the fifth or sixth highest mm-hmm. paid nickel." And that's literally why he wants more money. Uh when you look at it and you, you know, getting the numbers and you're comparing stats to the guys that's making 10, 11, 12 million dollars and they're make and they're they're playing the same position you play and uh you look at the stats and you're comparing and you're like, "I'm beyond all these guys, but I'm the sixth highest paid. That's the only thing that that's the only reason why he's back at the table asking for more uh asking for more money because his play hasn't diminished. He's actually gotten better since he's gotten paid. He's made more plays, you know. He's uh made the Pro Bowl last year and did all those things. So uh I just think it's just one of those situations to where when you when you get done with the season and you measure everything up with everybody that's getting paid, uh you can't go from being the highest paid to now you're the like I said, the fifth, sixth, seventh, highest paid, and you're still the top guy in the league. Uh, so he just want to, you know, get what he deserves because every year the money goes up. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and it's not the first time this type of situation happened. Um, you look at some of the safeties in the league, that that was what was going on. You know, guys were like, man, I was the highest paid, you know, in the league a few years ago. I need some more money. Stefan Gilmore actually went through that, you That's know, in New England, you know, where mm-hmm. he was the highest paid for that one or two years. And then uh, I want to say a couple guys got paid and he was looking like, hey, I just was an all pro again. I need some more money. So it's just part of the business. Like I said, it's, I don't think it's any ill will or, you know, anybody being mad. I'm, I'm pretty sure the Colts knew Kenny was going to come to the table again and they knew that it was a, a chance that, uh you know, this situation might happen. But like you said earlier, you don't go through – individuals and do all these different things uh if you were so upset that you're not getting paid so i just think it's just one of those you know situations to where it's like hey man i just outplayed my contract let's just go on redo restructure this thing and uh get a new one on the table but you get you made a good point with Quinn nelson uh he's priority number one you know he i mean he plays a position that's you know the, the most needed when it, you're talking about the offensive line. So I'm pretty sure the coach are thinking like, let us get Quentin done, and after we get done with Quentin, you're the you're the main priority. You know, at the end of the day. Uh, so I think um, I think Kenny Moe probably is at that point to where he's just trying to not do too much to where he might get injured or might do something to to kind of uh, stray that that plan. So I'm pretty sure after Quentin Nelson get uh get his money uh kenny moore get his so i so that kind of makes
0: sense where he's doing individual drills but not doing team drills because he doesn't want to because they're doing team drills uh and it's reported at a at at 100 max max speeds right and full full speed team drills he could get hurt you know and then that again like you said you know end up uh hurting hurting his uh extension opportunity some reports came out that uh he terminated he changed his his agent this season right mm-hmm. and i'm i'm wondering did you know what came first chicken or egg was it you know he changed the the agent and the agent's like, look, you need more money. Or was he like, I need more money. My agent's not getting it for me. I'm changing agent. You know, I'm, I'm right. curious about that. I, obviously, I don't know. You know, right. you probably don't know. But I am curious uh, in my own, you know, little mind up here, you know, which came first in that situation. You know,
1: Well, it might be one of those things because I've, I've seen some guys go through this. You got to think, Kenny Moore was an undrafted guy. And normally mm-hmm. undrafted guys got, I don't want to downplay any agents, but normally you're not with, you know, certain a- agencies just because you're an undrafted guy. You're basically taking anybody that will represent you, you know, at the end of the day. So when Kenny Moore became the Kenny Mo uh, that we know now, you know, it might be one of those situations to where the agent that he had previously is don't have any background, uh that, that comes with dealing with these type of situations. And he thought that probably changing agency or getting an agent that's done this before or been through this type process before is a better situation for him than the agent that he had previously. So it might not be a situation where, you know, he, he wanted more money. The agent was like, no, wait, or the agent saying we want more money. And Kenny's like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, it probably was just like, no, nah, I need somebody that knows what they're doing with this situation because it's a unique one. You know, I got two more years on my, my deal. I've outplayed my contract. i got all these accolades. The agent that I had previously has never been through this before, never, you know, restructured this or done that. So he probably just feel like, you know, going with a different guy that's been there, done it before. Got He probably represents certain guys in the league far as in the DB area or whatnot. So, you know, and it, that could go wrong sometimes. I mean, I know some people that change agents and it kind of backfired on them a little bit. Uh, so you just never know how that go or the reasons when that that was going into changing agents as well. That's actually really great
0: insight. I didn't think about that, you know, the, that the situation that he was in is just something that the agent, you know, probably hasn't had a lot of dealings with mm-hmm. being that, you know, I mean, even e- e- heck, a lot of undrafted guys have family members as their agents. Right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's just, you know. That, that type of situation but uh we, we touched on it quite a bit quentin nelson uh definitely he's gonna be playing on his fifth year option this year uh it's a it's a chunk of money but he obviously needs to be signed long term there is a little bit of a split among Colts fans out there where they're like you do not play a you do not pay a guard left tackle money you know what I'm saying yeah and, and I'm like, oh, but it's
1: Listen, Quentin this, Nelson
0: isn't your average left guard. A,
1: you know, Quentin <laughs> Nelson is a different breed. Like you don't let good Lamen leave. You do not let you pay what you got to pay. Whatever the market says that he deserves, he needs to get it and throw a little bit extra on top. Um, I mean, we're talking about somebody that you know for sure can protect Matt Ron. We let Quinn Nelson leave. We already got holes in other spots on the, on the O-line. Right now, he's the most important player that we, we basically got, you know, up front, at least in my opinion. I mean, he's done what he's supposed to do. He, he's, you know, far and beyond, uh, you know, one of the best, you know, O-linemen in the game. And I I just think it's one of those things. Normally, guys don't play on their fifth option. That's how I know a deal is going to come. You know, eventually, guys just don't play on that fifth option anyway because it saves the team money when you restructure – I mean, when you get a new deal so you can put the money wherever you need to put it because, like you said, that fifth-year option is a lot of money, uh, you know, in that year or whatnot. So, uh, you know, all the coach fans that are saying you don't pay this, you don't pay that, look, man – Chris Ballard knows exactly what he's doing. He keeps proving us wrong. Every time we question anything that Chris is is doing, he proves us wrong. So I believe that Quinn Nelson is going to be one of the highest paid Olaman in the next month or whenever it's going to happen, but it's going to happen and everybody in Coast Nation just needs to be happy about it that we got a guy that will be locked up for another five years, and hopefully we can get some guys to join him and uh, solidify that offensive line and get this thing going again because just a few years ago we were saying the coach had the best offensive line in the league, bar none, you know, just a few years ago. So if we let Quentin leave, I mean, I mean, if we let Quentin leave, I mean, that that right there, we're already struggling a little bit in that area. So if we let him leave, we're going to struggle even more. Uh, I'm a fan of Quinn Nelson and I think we need him for another five years for sure. So I want to, I'm also going to push back where people are saying left guard
0: is not a premium position. I understand that 10 years ago it was not, but in today's league, that three tech defensive tackle is a premium position in the NFL. You got guys like Simmons. You got guys like, you know, uh, Aaron Donald. You got guys like DeForest Buckner. You know, yep. you got these monsters out there. You do not want hitting
1: your quarterback in the face. If all right. Block them. Yeah. Who, who do y'all want to block them? If if you don't want Quentin to block them, who you want to block Aaron Donald? <laughs> right. If Aaron Donald makes X amount of money, Guard should make similar. That's why, I mean, we had a conversation about, you know, uh, DBs get paid a certain type of money, but wide receivers get paid a little bit more, it seems like. Like, I'm talking the premium guys. Yeah. I'm the type of guy if Aaron Donald plays a three technique or whatnot, and he makes, let's just say, $40 million a year. I'm just – obviously i'm just throwing numbers out he makes a year whoever blocking him if he's premium he should be making about the same thing that's how i look at the whole situation so if aaron Donald is one of the best well not one of yeah one of the best guys to ever play the game and y'all just want joe blow you know that's going to make you know x amount of money to come in and block him but uh, you just wanted him because Quentin Nelson was going to get paid too much. That sounds ridiculous. Y'all better pay Quentin all that he possibly wants, just so you know that you got somebody that can handle these beasts Uh, that's, that's on the other side of the ball. Well, it's
0: like, you know, I mean, the Colts play the Titans twice a year. Jeffrey Simmons is no slouch. He is a top five yeah. defensive tackle in this league, right? You're, you're playing him twice a year. You are not, and don't forget, we're talking about the guard, which is not just, you know, protecting your quarterback against, you know, those that three-tech. He's nice. also the guy that is opening the lanes against those defensive tackles, right, for your right. running game. So it's a double hit. You have to pay these guys. If they are, like you said, at that premium position and they are producing at a premium level, you got to pay them premium money.
1: You got to. You got to. There's no other way around it. You, you just have, <laughs> you can't you can't take average guys that you know just that just makes sense money wise and think that they're supposed to handle Aaron Donald. You got to take guys that's just different. Guys that that's a different breed. Just like Aaron Donald is. Guys that you look at and just be like, man, this guy right here is a beast. I don't care what position he pay, uh plays. We got to pay him. You know what the market says that he's old.
0: Well, just a few years ago. um, it was it was shown that he was out there practicing in, in like training camp or, or something like that. And uh uh you know he's he's sitting there uh practicing against the defensive line, he gets mad, walks over to Chris Bowler during practice and says, You want me to get better and, and us to be a great offensive line, but you give us this to to practice against and then next thing you know we end up having DeForest Buckner, you know, on the team. So, I mean, first off, he's not just a guy on the field, but he's a guy who impacts, you know, he has the respect of the entire team, you know, from yep. from not just the players but, you know, all the way up to the coaches, the GM. He's it's been reported, you know, hey, he's walked right up to, to Frank Reich in the middle of a game and go dude, we need to start running the ball. Yep. All right? And Bam, Reich's like, okay, you know, You need, you need guys the like that
1: on the ball. Yeah, you need yeah. guys like that. Jeff Saturday was like that. We need to run the ball. Like he was very outspoken when he played, um, you know, and you need guys like that. You need guys that where when certain people speak up, everybody listens. Everybody tries to do what they say because you know the hard work and the things that they put into the game and what they bring to the team. So, we, yeah, we, we definitely need guys like that on the team. Absolutely,
0: man. And yeah, you can't you can't let guys like that slip. You let him walk out, next thing you know, what he's playing for the Titans. That's right. What's happen. <laughs> right. I mean, my goodness, you want to play against Quentin Nelson twice a year, or maybe three times,
1: you know, Derrick Henry back there, like man, what? please.
0: <laughs> no, no, we don't need that. We got our own good combo. Keep it together, <laughs> right. man. Gotta keep keep it, together, it together, man. Keep it together. <laughs> 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 All right. So, we got veteran wide receivers still uh a, a pretty hot topic, right? Uh with the with the NFL. I just saw uh reports that the Titans are interested in TY Hilton. Mm. Uh today where so that's we just talked about you you really right you know i mean that's a, it's a, it's like when reggie Wayne went and look reggie i love you but there was a lot of Colts fans that got hurt right here when you when you know, when, when you went went to the patriots i right? <laughs> <laughs> if ty goes to the titans that would be you know a similar situation you know what i mean Not uh, sure. uh <laughs> well i understand it's a business it's a job you got to make money you wanted to go get a ring because the patriots you know at that time mm-hmm. were still top on top of the uh, uh, league, but um, T Y Hilton is still out there. There's still quite a few veteran wide receivers that could possibly help the team. Now uh, we, we discussed that Ballard uh, before we, we started this, that Ballard had an interview um, about a week and a half ago with a, uh, another podcast, uh, which made me very proud, you know, because it was not a very well-known podcast. And he went on there, and he, he he hung out and answered questions and hung out with them, and that was really cool. Um, but he basically said in the interview that he felt that Reggie Wayne's being the wide receiver coach was a uh, enough of a veteran presence mm-hmm. and that um, he wasn't actively looking – for a veteran receiver right now because he liked where the um, youth of the team, he wanted to get them snaps and experience and things like that at the wide receiver position. You had an interesting take that really opened my eyes on that. Would you care, Sharon, what, what you read read into that as a former player?
1: So, yeah, I think right now he's trying to instill confidence in that room. He's trying to let that room know that he believes in every guy that's in that room right now. And then he has, you know, the best wide receiver coach he could possibly get out there. And Reggie Wayne, who's been through everything that these guys are going through and been in that same seat, in that same locker room, on that same field at Lucas Oil. So I think it's just one of those situations that he's really just trying to let those guys know in that room that he believes in them but at that same time, it's a sense of urgency. Like, Hey, you guys got to show me right now that you're, you're ready for this load because we're talking about a long year and we're talking about a group of young receivers that haven't proved anything yet in the league, just on what they can do. So it's a huge opportunity for those guys in the league and, it's a lot of pressure on Reggie a little bit just to make sure those guys are going to do what they're supposed to do, be where they're supposed to be, um, you know, knowing the system, learning it fast. Because, like, this is not a window, like, as far as we got time. You know, we're trying to win right now. We don't have time. Matt Ryan is not in his fifth, sixth year. We're talking about a, a old Matt Ryan. Uh, we got a young running back and we got a young no core, you know, at, uh, at, at wide receiver. So I, I just think he's trying to build as much confidence in those guys as he can. But at, and at that same token, I think he just got T.Y. in his back pocket right now, you know, in case, you know, if if that's what he needs. So you got an important mini camp coming up soon where it's with all the veterans. You know, it's, it's the whole team. Everybody has to be at mini camp. That's the one mandatory thing that you do have to get to or you'll get fined. So I think he's probably just trying to wait and see you know, how those guys look. And then if those guys do what they're supposed to do in minicamp with the entire group going forward, he'll know exactly, yeah, we got to find a vet or we're good with what we got. We just got to make sure these guys stay healthy and get the job done.
0: See there, okay, so there is two two sides to being a patient GM, right? A patient GM, sometimes you end up with those other patient players, like what we saw this this, this offseason, right? With um, a lot of the the veterans that that came on to the team, like the Gilmore, like like the Matt Ryan, you know, being patient really paid off. However, in a situation like this, you're are you not taking a chance that another team, you know, like let's say the Titans, goes out and gets Ty, and then in training camp, you're like,
1: oh no, we need somebody, but oh, man, he's well- not there no more. Well, when I say he has T.Y. in his back pocket, if T.Y. was to go sign with the Titans or another team, which if somebody come offer T.Y. money and, and say you got a role or or this is what we want you to do and it makes sense, you can't fault T.Y. for you know mm-hmm. going another route as well. But I'm sure T.Y. is not the only vet receiver that he has in mind. I'm sure Matt Ryan probably. You know, and voiced a couple guys that he liked, You know, a couple guys that he's played with that know his style, know his system. And I'm not necessarily saying Julio. I'm just saying, you know, Matt's played with a a, a ton of receivers. You know, mm-hmm. those guys probably and all sat down and made a list of veteran guys that they know could come in and fit the system and do the things that they need them to do. Um, the the Ty situation just makes sense because he's been there. He's the guy that everybody's familiar with. He's a guy that's looked up to. Those guys is uh, those guys in the room has been under T.Y. for at least one year, you know, already. Uh, so it might be one of those situations that T.Y. is not the only vet that he has in mind. Uh, but I know it hurt a lot of the Colts fans if T.Y. were to go to Tennessee or another team. Uh, but we want to see T.Y. succeed nowhere, no matter where he goes. Uh, you know, he gave his heart and soul to the Colts uh, nation and, you know all those things but uh i'm pretty sure chris got you know plan a plan b plan c type thing when it comes to the the vet that he might want to add uh to that room if he has to add one
0: oh absolutely there's no doubt that he's he's done his homework right He's he's got that list up there on that wall no you know so um it, it, if it breaks down he like you said he's got plan Z2, right? right. <laughs> you may not like the Z2 plan, but you know. Yeah. Uh <laughs> um currently what well, I'm just you know, we're talking about veteran receivers. We're talking about the 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 youth at wide receiver right now on the team. Um before we end up, you know, ending this week's this this week's uh, episode, is there a wide receiver that you think that's currently on this team that may have that breakout opportunity to where, you know, uh, Reich and Ballard are like, see, I told you.
1: No, I think, I think Pittman has the, 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 that like the opportunities right there. Like, Hey, we're looking for that number one. Like we drafted you for that. You know, like you were, you were the, the, our top wide receiver. What was it last year in the draft? Like we're, we're, we're expecting you to blossom. Like now you don't have no time to wait. Like, yeah, last year it was, Let's work him through. Let's see what he can do. Like, now it's, it's, it's the opportunity is sitting on your lap. And I think that he's going to take advantage of it. I think we'll see uh, Pittman come out here and do some things that, you know, and when I say do things, just how he carries himself. He's going to walk around and carry himself as if I'm the guy in this room. And all all thing got to do is catch it when it's thrown to you. Get open. You know, uh, you know, be that guy that Matt Ryan knows. Like, when I throw it over there, he's going to get it. I mean, you got to think when Matt Ryan got Julio, he made Julio like he knew like early on. Julio wasn't the guy that was getting all the targets, you know, and doing. I I played against Julio when he was a uh, when he was a rookie, uh, but I think as time went on and he showed Matt Ryan like, hey, I can be that number one guy. I can do this. I can do that. That's when we start saying like, hey, it's a Matt Ryan Julio connection type deal. And I think Michael Pittman has that opportunity sitting in front of him right now. The only thing he has to do is make the plays when it uh, when it's time's called. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that's one. Um but
0: you, you generally I would say you you need another guy, right? Pittman has a chance to become that that number one. I mean, like you said last year he took that step. Mm-hmm. But we need to see a, a bigger step this year. But you want more than one target in the passing game, right? Oh yeah. How about how about the reports that Naheem Hines has been uh, uh been doing patterson yeah well he's been apparently in ota has been taking snaps with the wide receiver group right Mm -hmm. that's an interesting song
1: no i saw that i saw somebody said that uh there's a chance he can be used in a role like cordell patterson was where he can kind of be everywhere wide receiver running back slot you know and all those things and um, that 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 can be another piece that's added uh to that room too that can be a thought in chris's head too like hey we got a running back that we treat as a receiver as well, and then then when you add Philip Lindsay, that that's what I was talking about. Now you got three running backs that you can use in some different type situations that can catch the ball and do all those things. Because we all know that uh, you know those guys with the ball in their hands can do some special things, and if you put them in space at wide receiver, and now little DBs like myself have to tackle these big guys, you know, in space it can be it can be a matchup problem. That's why Cordell Patterson is having the – Success that he's having, you know, you line up at running back and then the next play he's at wide receiver and it's some type of mismatch situation. So uh, I can definitely see that becoming, you know, something that the indie fans like once the season get going and they see how it's working.
0: All right. So we're going to end this by going back to uh, a positive memory of yours. Let's, let's see if we can't remember. There was a situation where the Indianapolis Colts had the Atlanta Falcons pinned back against their own goal line.
1: <laughs> slant route yeah
0: jump uh, and someone picked it off and went for six with it uh we want to go back and tell us a little bit about that what was going on through your mind
1: and everything uh we had a horrible year that year i tell you that mm-hmm. um that was one of the games i remember uh you know we're playing we're playing uh matt ron and the falcons and they they beat us pretty good mm-hmm. i had a good game but they beat us pretty good but um We're backed up, me and Roddy White, uh, one-on-one. And I knew Matt, right before Matt got on the center, he looked at Roddy. Like, it was one of those last-second glances, like, looking at it like, hey, like, I'm getting your attention type. So uh, I knew what coverage we was in, and I knew that if the running back stepped away from my side on the snap of the ball, if he stepped away from me, I had a good chance there was a backside slant just off of watching film and the tendencies and all that. So I backed up another step and kind of baited Matt into it. And uh, I took a step as if I was about to go deep and I stopped. And he literally threw it like I didn't have to move. He threw it right to me and I kind of slid and caught it and uh, and got up and ran. That was actually my first pick six. I think I had three career wise, but that was my first one. I still got the ball hanging in my office now. So when y'all talk to Matt, Ron, tell him, I said, I'm a huge fan, huge fan. All right. <laughs> Huge man. Cause he gave you your first <laughs> touchdown pass. That's, that's my awesome. First, my first touchdown.
0: Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, he gave, he gave a touchdown pass to another former Colt. My, uh Those of you that have been following believe in Colts, Dequell Jackson, he threw a pick six to him as well. So he's thrown touchdown passes to multiple Colts players in the past before he was even a Colt. All right. <laughs> Hopefully, he continues that streak as a Colt. Uh, that would be very, very nice. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, I think that's going to end it for this episode of Believe in Colts, brought to you by Bet Online. Thanks so much for uh, stopping, giving about an hour. Well, not quite an hour, but still. Um, hopefully, we'll have some more stuff coming up pretty soon, a little bit more. Uh, breaking information to talk about rather than just, you know, talking about contract situations and stuff. <laughs> I think we'll have a lot
1: to talk after mini camp. After mini camp, yeah. and we hear all what went down mini camp and all that, I think we'll have a few things to to discuss going into training camp. All
0: right. Well, thanks again for watching. If you're watching this on YouTube, please smash that like button, hit subscribe and share with your favorite social media and if you're listening to this, don't forget to download and uh, share it out on your social media because you are the per- you are the people that can help us get to other people and just spread, get the information out. Thank you so much. Uh this was Believe in Colts brought to you by Bet Online. I'm Lawrence Owen. That's Gerard Powers. And as usual, go Colts.